me how do you put up with these two my answer good snacks and video games hey you guys what's going on it's time for episode 358 now of the ron and don show and yeah we are live from the les schwab studio what is up ron and don nation hey coming up with the ron and don show we're going to talk about this streaming hike when it comes to netflix seems like everybody is streaming now right everybody wants you to stream and they're going to force you to stream and this is how they're going to do it and this is what happens if you decide that you're not going to stream and you cut the cord. Also, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, Bruce Springsteen, he is now in line to sell his musical catalog. What is behind that? I don't know. Get to that. We'll get to that, though. Let's get to this. Uh, this is an interesting story. A lot of letters come out of my neighborhood. I live on Queen Anne. I get letters all the time from people that want to buy my properties because I own one, two, three, four. I have five homes right on this hill. So I get letters from people, and that's my retirement. I just throw all my retirement into homes when things are crashing. And, and so far, it's turned out okay. But you get these letters, Ron, and these letters say, hey, you know what? We would love to buy your house. We love your neighborhood. We love your neighbors. We're going to take great care of your neighbors. Uh, we're not going to tear down your house. Uh, we're just going to come in and we're going to fix it up. And we have this family or maybe they represent themselves as a family. It's always done. So it looks like it's written freehand. And then they say, Hey, you know what? And you won't have to pay all these real estate fees that you have to pay these realtors. In fact, my neighbor, Sandy up here on the corner, uh, she just sold her house. She got one of these letters she told me what she sold it for, and I did not have the heart to tell her what she had just done. The house that she sold on the corner here in Queen Anne, she sold for $925,000. That sounds like a lot of money until after Sandy sold her house the house next door on the exact same lot with the exact same view and the exact same thing is going to happen to this house. Uh, my, my, my friends Brian and Marisha owned it. They just, they just moved to Colorado. They sold their house because they got the same letter, right? They sold their house, unlike Sandy, who got the letter, and she sold to the builder, which is actually a real estate agent who had a builder in his pocket who is now building a $3.7 million house. And it's actually going to be two houses crammed onto this piece of property. But Brian and Marish, their house next door, sold for $1.55 million. Sandy, if she would have taken that letter and thrown it in the trash and called me, her house is actually worth a little bit more because the view's a little bit better. So her house would have probably sold, bringing it to market, for $1.6 million. Are there real estate fees in there? There are. But she had to pay fees when she sold her house here on the corner. And believe me, it's not $675,000 in real estate fees. 
And then the other thing is, say, well, you don't, you just hand us the keys. We'll write you a check, and it's done. I love her, Ron. And she, in fact, she's one of my neighbors. She moved into a backyard cottage uh, of of actually one of our clients. I didn't have the last year. I said, are you happy with what you got? She said, I am. And I said, that's all that matters, that you're happy. I think she'd be sick to her stomach, though, knowing she left $675,000 on the table because she got this letter that left handwritten, and it looked like somebody cared about the neighborhood. They were going to save their house, and guess what? They just tore it down. They're building two giant houses on this lot. What say you? There are a few things that get me more angry than people that prey on the elderly. It absolutely boils my blood. And it's predatory. And that's one of the things. One the, the, the transactions that we do each year that help someone that's in their 80s or 70s, 80s, 90s are some of my favorite ones because, and we've had this told to us numerous times where they said, we trust you guys and you have integrity. And that's the there, there's agents that we know that we could have gone with, but we know you guys are not going to screw us. We know you guys have integrity. And when I see people that do this and that's where you're getting your edge, I'm going to get my edge by taking advantage of an old person drives me absolutely bonkers. And, and we have helped people that have said like, like we have multiple clients is like, Hey, my parent or this person is going into assisted living and it's expensive. It, it is, it is not paying your mortgage payment every month. It is a three or four X of it's, what the mortgage payment's going to be. It could be. be anywhere between seven to 21 grand, depending on if they need memory care or not. Right. And it's like, we're selling this house that, that uh, is worth a lot of money. Like you said, and, and we're not taking a trip to Acapulco. We're not buying a new ski boat. We are taking that money, and that is going to pay for this. Wait, we're not care. going. To, we're not going to Acapulco. No, we're not going to. Acapulco. We're not buying a new ski boat. We're not buying a ski boat. What are we doing? <laughs> we're selling that house so okay. they can take that money. So they can go to Acapulco. No, and pay for the care. Oh yeah. And, and and like that gives me a great deal of satisfaction to say no. This is we're going to sell it as much as we can because we know that this money is going to help you get to that next phase. Let me tell. Let me tell you what happened. And and I know this agent that did this. Uh, and what he did, I don't totally agree with the, you, you can go out and you guys know this. You can pick a font on your computer and make something look handwritten. So he did that and he ha- he, he knew that there was a builder out of California that just builds S boxes, just particle board S boxes. I mean, it's really a crying shame what they built and they're, they're here building, uh, on Queen Anne right now, places like Seward Park, they're building on the east side, they're building up north, uh, they're building over Magnolia, they're building all over the place. So what they need is they need property. And they need p- someone to acquire that property. So what these real estate agents do is this particular builder has a particular agent he uses on Queen Anne, and then they use other agents in other neighborhoods. And these agents write these letters to make them look handwritten. And they're the ones that send the letters out. And let me tell you how the agent is making money. Number one, typically what they're doing is now they're the buyer agent and the seller agent. So they're double dipping on their commissions and they might reduce their commissions a little bit, but they're still double dipping as a buyer and a seller agent. In most states, it's illegal to do that. Not here in Washington state. It's called dual agency. 
And the problem with dual agency is if I'm on the side of the deal where I'm the buyer and I'm representing the buyer, my fiduciary duty is to them and not to the other side. And so the question is, in dual agency, if I'm representing both sides, how can I represent both sides fairly? It'd be like an attorney going into court and representing the state and representing the defendant at the same time in the same court proceeding. It's Asenheim. It's crazy, but it happens all the time. And that's what behind, is behind those letters. So that agent at 925000 maybe he's getting, instead of the full 6% that a lot of these agents get, three and three, maybe he's getting 2% of the deal on one side and 2% on the other, okay? Now here's what the agent does. He has a handshake deal with that builder because he's made his commissions on the buy-in and the selling. Then what that agent does is they put up a sign and their name's on it, and you see this coming soon kind of thing. Really what that is is a for sale sign, which should be illegal, but it's not illegal in Washington State. But what that agent's letting you know, and up here on the corner, you see the agent's name and his phone number. Hey, you interested in this property? You could buy it right now for $3.3 million. And if you don't buy this one, I have some other ones. Because I called him. I wanted to find out. Then what he gets to do is when that 3.3 to 3.7 million property, and it's going to have two different houses on that lot, he goes. He, he will now go back to that lot and he sells both of those homes. And that's a handshake deal with the builder. So that particular agent made money on my neighbor up the hill four times by being the buyer agent, by being the seller agent. And then when this house is done, these homes are done, and who knows when they'll be done because it's really hard to build homes right now with the supply chain and just trying to find labor. It's one of the reasons I'm siding my own house right now, right? So nonetheless... That agent, without everybody knowing that, and, and that would break, if I told Sandy that, that would break her heart. So that's why I'm not telling her that, because I want her to have a great life. She's older now, I don't want to break her heart. But that's really what is going on here. And Ron, I really think if, if you are sending out these letters for builders and you're a real estate agent, the, the, the state should force you to tell the other side that, hey, we're tearing this thing. We're going to tell you in the letter, the love letter. We're not because nobody wants their home torn down because they're all their memories. Somebody sends you a letter. They're tearing your house down. Your house is coming down. They're going to build something that doesn't quite fit in the neighborhood that your neighbors are going to hate. And then on top of that, you have a real estate agent that's going to ching, to ching, to ching. They're always going to lowball you. Always. Yeah. Nine twenty-five. And always. It would have sold for one point six. And the reason we know that is because the next door neighbors. Uh, couple months later, sold for 1.55. That's got to be heartbreaking right there. Call anyway, me. Email me. Is it, was that our final segment here? No, that's the first segment. Oh, we'll see you on the other side of this. It's just like talking to a longtime friend. They are so fun and they were so fun to work with. When it comes to your real estate journey, you need an expert team and a playbook. The Ron and Don Playbook. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. I think the expertise provided by Ron and Don is really something I haven't seen before. I've bought probably a half a dozen properties over my lifetime. So I was just so impressed at how all-in they were from the very beginning. They knew what we were going to need to do in order to get the house that I wanted, and they were absolutely committed to making that happen for me. So responsive. And I would hear from them if they needed something from me immediately. If I called them, they would answer. They were super responsive. Uh, Don was a bit of a magician, being that like there was things that nobody knew the answers to. It was remarkable. And I would get the call, hey, I was able to get the plans, the plans that if we don't get, we don't buy this house. 
and I get the call and there's four boxes of plans. It was amazing. The sale price was 55K over ask and that just blew us away. We were absolutely ecstatic. Thanks to their skill to negotiate, we are so grateful and so happy and so pleased. They were a thousand percent instrumental in making this deal happen and making sure we closed on time and that I was able to get into my dream condo. I'm just absolutely thrilled. I mean, I knew that this was going to be hard to find and we did it so quickly and got just the perfect house in exactly where where I needed it to be at a price that I feel really good about. So I could not be happier with my experience. I really felt like I could, could trust them. They made some promises on some mm-hmm. things that, and they delivered on them with no questions mm-hmm. asked, you know, and they came through. I absolutely recommend Ron and Don for your real estate transactions or just a cup of coffee and a sit down. Ready to get in the game? Get your playbook and schedule your Ron and Don sit down now at ronanddonsitdown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys. Hey, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. It was, just, it was really interesting. My mom was just here, and we were trying to watch football. And typically, you just turn on your TV on Sunday and hit record, and you go do whatever you're going to do, and you come back, and you watch a football game on one of the big networks, or maybe you had to start streaming ESPN. Now we've been told, like on Thursday night football, uh, you're not going to be able to just turn on your TV. In fact, you couldn't really this year, but a couple times, because thir- Thursday night football has now been sold to Amazon streaming service, Amazon Plus. And it seems like everything that we are looking at right now, even when you're watching your local news, everybody is adding some type of streaming service. And what's interesting to me is when you go back a number of years ago and you look at everybody, the bloodbath, what happened at ESPN. The reason why ESPN had to go through and, t- and fire some of their top flight talent, and some of that talent has never been rehired, right? I think of John Clayton here in our market, who was a big find for ESPN and did well for years and years, and they call him the, the professor. Heck, he's in the NFL Hall of Fame. He's having a really hard time getting a TV job or a TV gig, and now he's, a, he's the second radio sideline reporter uh, for the local radio station here. And it's not because John isn't good. It's just because there's so many former uh, players out there now that want that job, and they're willing to do it for a lot less money just to get the exposure, just to get on social media, just to build a following, and do what Michael Jordan did. Even I don't get paid for basketball, I'm going to get paid for selling these shoes. And so he did, right? And his story just made $10 million on selling his story, and he continues to make money on that. Ron, I, I got to ask you, What's going to happen here? Because everybody was cutting the cord and then ESPN had to cut back on all this talent. What's going to happen with these streaming services now as we dice everything up? And for instance, I wanted to watch 1883 the other night. And so my mom and I went hunting around and we found 1883. uh, That is streaming. And so we're able to watch that. Faith Hill, man, you do not screw with Faith Hill. Have you seen 1883? No, I have not. She's married to Tim McGraw in this, and this is the story. And she's married to Tim McGraw in 2022. This is before the Dutton family shows up. So this is the drive of the Dutton family west, and then it sets up everything for Yellowstone. She is phenomenal in this. She's really, really good. So check out Faith Hill. Anyway, what are your thoughts on all the streaming? And my mom sits there, and I sit there, and I get so confused about 
Am I signed up for Paramount or am I signed up for Amazon.com? Some people out there still have Dish Direct. Everybody that, that checks into one of my Airbnbs, uh, older people, you have to have cable for them. You have to have cable. They will always call you and want to know what's going on. And what's going on is a tech person just moved in. They disconnected the TV. Uh, they, they reconnected it with their own device and own service. And then I always have to get on the phone and coach them on how to plug uh, the cables back into the television to get basic cable back. So it's a really interesting place where we are right now because some of the content out there is so amazing. And at the same time, it's a blood fath when we see, for instance, uh, live hockey or live baseball or live football, because that can still drive an audience to TV that is happening now in real time. But the, these streaming services are really picking a lot of customers off right and left right now. Well, Reed Hastings changed the game at, at Netflix. And if you remember, he back in the day, he was just working a normal uh, you know, executive type of job. And he went to a Blockbuster video, rented some videos, and he told his assistant, mail this to me. I want to see if this DVD is going to get destroyed. And so they put it in an envelope. He had his assistant mail him these DVDs to his house. They didn't get destroyed. And he was like, I think this is going to be the thing. And so he put Blockbuster out of business. And then while he's doing that, the internet was getting more and more powerful. And so they migrated to streaming. And if you remember, if you think back, when they added that, they did it at really no extra charge. So you still got your two DVDs in the mail. And then you could start streaming. And there was nothing really to stream. Mm. Uh, and it, the picture quality was horrible. And so they worked and was on that all, Redbox or who no, was it? that was Netflix. Was it in the beginning? And so you oh. used to get two DVDs and then you could stream stuff and there wasn't really anything to stream. Did you do it? Oh, yeah. And know. so I then, really, I know. then they started, uh, there was all this content that they basically rented. Well, they went to Disney and they went to Paramount and they went to ABC and, ABC and all this stuff and, they, and all these movie houses. Yeah. And they said, hey, we're going to stream this over the internet. Like, yeah, right. Sure, you're going to pay us to do that? Fine. So they had all these movies, all these shows on there. And and then as the internet infrastructure grew, they were able to then pretty much go exclusive. I think there are, you can still rent a DVD, but like virtually nobody does. And so then all the companies looked at that, and the, and the, and the gold standard became, look at how many subscribers they had. Because they had to say that number because they're a publicly traded company. Every earnings call, the investors wanted to know how many subscribers do we have? Because that's how we're generating money. So the rest of these media companies were like, how many do they have? Mm. Are you kidding me? We want a piece of that. How do we get people that forget they subscribe to Disney Plus? How do we get people that subscribed and then don't realize it for a year that they've been not using our service and paying all this money and so that's when it started to fragment into all these different channels and everybody else was way behind the game. Now, Disney was interesting because they started pulling their properties and franchises off of everybody else. You used to be able to watch Disney shows on Netflix. Mm. You could watch a Disney show on Prime. Uh, you could watch Seinfeld or Friends or all these shows. Now they're pulling all that off. If you notice, Friends and isn't on anymore. I don't think The Office is on Netflix anymore. I can't find emergency anywhere. Right, Squad Fifty One, and, and and so they're they're looking at this, and Netflix just increased their subscription fees just a little bit across the board, and they started creating original content, and so everybody then 
was like, interesting. How is this going to work? And then, you know, Amazon was like, okay, well, we're going to make Man in the High Tower. And Amazon just paid, I think, $700 million to make. They're doing a, a Lord of the Rings uh, episodic television show that's coming out in the fall. And so everybody needs that anchor show that's going to get people to subscribe. So that, that would be, you know, Ted Lasso for Apple Plus. People would subscribe. There was so much buzz around that show. Like, okay, I'm going to subscribe for that. Or it would be this Lord of the Rings show. They'll subscribe for that. Disney Plus is the Avengers. And then you look at everything under the umbrella of the Avengers right. and Marvel. It's really and incredible. Get kid, people with families with kids no, it's, will it's, pay for that. It's this family right here. We're, we're all about and, and so I don't know. I saw a great tweet the other day, and I don't remember who it was by. I was like, man, you, you could combine all these streaming services, bundle them together, and call them cable. Hey, you guys, we want to thank everybody in the Ron and Don Nation that has been switching to Mitch and Mitch.loans. Mitch, I got to ask you, here comes 2022. A lot of people are thinking money's going to be way too expensive. I'm not even going to be able to afford a home. What are you hearing about money, finances, stock market, interest rates as we start looking at 2022? What does it look like? That's a great question. And everyone's saying rates will rise. But when we we have to keep in mind that rates rising is totally a perspective thing, right? Because rates have been, yes, two and a half, three percent recently. But when we were young <laughs> or when our parents bought houses, rates were 12, 15 percent. So still compared to that, rates are good. And we see rates going up, but rates will stay manageable, and money's still cheap, guys. All right, he's Mitch Weeks. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ron and Don Nation. Go to Mitch.loans right now. Tell him you're with Ron and Don, and you save half a percent on your new loan. Mitch.loans, NMLS, 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back. Final segment of the show. And don't forget, if you get one of those letters in the mail, take that letter, tear it up, and call us or reach out to us. Or even before you tear the letter up, let's at least have a conversation. Uh, because chances are, in an up market like this, your house, your property, your condo, whatever it is, it may be worth a lot more than you think. And those Zillow numbers and Redfin numbers are off on all my properties right now. One property is off by $1,200,000. I have another property that's off by $650,000. So don't let the internet tell you uh, what your property is worth. We'll come and we'll do an investigative uh, research of kind of your neighborhood and what's been happening over the last six, 12 months. And we'll tell you what your properties are worth. And then let's take it to market together. All right. Right, Ron. Ron at windermere.com. Uh, to get you started, we've written something before we do our sit down together. We send you a mug to have a cup of coffee. In the time it takes you to drink that one cup of coffee, you will have read one of these books. All right. And I'm a pretty fast coffee drinker, you guys. So it'll teach you how to buy, sell, what all the fees are. Everybody wants to know. Uh, and we will tell you, we'll break it down. What's excise tax? What's that going to cost? We'll get out of here. Bruce Springsteen, the boss. He's doing something that I think is really cool in concert now. And they tape these, in a, and I watch these on, a, on my Facebook channel, where he's kind of describing. We see, we see a lot of artists now uh, doing these legacy tours and sharing with you how a song came together or where it came from. And it's always a huge surprise. It's always an incredible surprise. 
And it's always really surprising to me with these singer-songwriters. Like, like for instance, Ed Sheeran. I was watching him be a coach on The Voice, and he said something to me that was really interesting because he writes all his own songs, and a lot of what he sings is very, very personal. And some of it really hurts. And he said what really – and some of it makes him really happy. He said what really helps him is when he goes and he sings in front of a live audience and they just draw something out of him. And he can see that the song means something different to them. And so he really tries to sing the song and perform the song from a place where it's for them and not for him. Because if he did, he said, I would never be able to get through the song. I would sit here and break down and cry every night. I thought that was interesting. The boss doing something similar now. Talking about where all these songs came from. And it's interesting when you listen to the songs and then he talks about his politics and where he grew up. And the home he grew up with, his father. Sometimes it's very different, you guys. And these songs mean stuff that's so different. Anyway, he is now selling his catalog. We see more artists that are alive or on doing this. Is this really about controlling their legacy into the future? And we'll always hear from people saying, oh, my God, the boss is a corporate sellout. What happened here? Well, this really only applies to the upper echelon of music artists that have a catalog that is valued. Um, we actually, and this is very interesting, music with the proliferation of proliferation of these streaming services um there is this new metric on what these things are worth and we actually uh, about a year and a half ago or so i was uh, gonna represent someone who was buying a house and part of the income that he had to disclose is he owned a part i, I don't know if i want to say the catalog because it might go back the deal ended up not going well but uh, he owns a couple songs from a well-known artist. And I was like, what? Like, you want me to disclose this to a... He's like, yeah. He goes, that makes really good money every year. And I was like, it probably does. Because, I mean, you would, if I told you the song, you'd know the song. And so they're able to now to predict a rate of return on songs because they can see what these legacy artists, what they're streaming every month, wow. month in and month out. And so they know. Wow. It's like, hey, you can buy this 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 song or the part of this catalog yep. you're going to make eight percent or nine percent or whatever as an investment vehicle and so these artists um are now selling their entire catalogs for so like bob dylan i think was 700 million dollars or 500 million like it was in the hundreds of millions of dollars bruce springsteen also in the hundreds of millions of dollars i think that um uh, Taylor Swift's catalog got sold without her permission, and that's why she's re-recording everything. That's another story for another day. Michael Jackson, that catalog. Yeah, and- back in the day. Yeah. And and so uh, to me, uh, and I think each artist is a little bit different, but think about if you're um, Bob Dylan or you're Bruce Springsteen. Or the Rolling Stones. I don't or- think the Rolling Stones have sold their catalog yet. But if you're one of these artists... How much did of they your, sell the song started up though? Because when you they, start up, well, they licensed that to Microsoft. They at licensed one point. it. Okay. But like, um, how much of the time of your time that you have left on this planet do you want to be negotiating over something you did in your 20s or 30s? Let's say you're Bruce Springsteen and you're, I think he's 72, 73 years old. So if he has a song that's, that's 50 years how old, how old is Bruce Springsteen? I'm going to say 73. I was going to say 72, 73. What does Siri have to say? And He's born. Because uh, we're now doing live. Nineteen forty nine. Who's seventy? Going to be seventy three. Yeah. 
so like almost seventy four. So I was right. <laughs> so if you can, um, if you can imagine like spending a great deal, like you go into a business meeting each and every week, and like, oh my god, we have the same middle name. I'm not going to say it. I feel horrible for him. It's Frederick, you guys, and I hate it. Don't ever call me Frederick. My sisters call me Fred, and they knew that I hated that, so then they start calling me Donnie Fred. If you ever call me Donnie Fred, everything my being, I will take you down to Chinatown, and I don't care if you are a 12-year-old. So, And you know what? Other people in my family that have this same last name, just want to let you know. We're not proud of it. The boss, his middle name is Frederick. Can you believe that? Brucey Fred. I'm sure there's someone in his family that calls him Brucey Fred. I think you just get tired of making decisions about licensing songs and, 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 and taking care of songs that you wrote 40 years ago. So that has to be, I think, the draw of these guys. Like, you're going to give me $500 million. I can go invest that however I want. You guys just handle it. Go do, I don't own it anymore. It's, it's, it, go do it. Yeah. My legacy's secure. I'm the boss. If I see my song in a Super Bowl ad, I don't have anything to do with it anymore. Yeah. Not on me. Unless it was a really cool Super Bowl ad and I'm in it and they asked me to come back and star in it, then I'm all about it because right. I'm, I'm the boss. All right, you guys. Hey, we got to get out of here. We're going to have Thai food now. Or how many stars? I'm going to go three stars, Donnie Fred. Are you going around the corner? Don't do it. <laughs> I didn't know that you were that I sensitive. I'll go with you. If you're, if you're, if, what about Don Fred? Don't enjoy it. That's a no. That's a hard no. That's a hard no from the right and the left. It's a hard no. Anyway. Uh, Hey, you guys, thanks for stopping by and listening to the Ron and Don Show. Uh, we appreciate you. We also appreciate you hitting subscribe when you do that. It makes it automatic. You get the show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Sorry we took a couple weeks off there, you guys, but it's just us. We are building a team, though, a real estate team. Uh, and if you're interested right now in becoming part of our team, especially if you have your license and you are a buyer's agent, but you're not a driver's license, a real estate. Yeah. License. If you have a real estate license, you're young in the business. You're just learning the contracts and maybe you don't know how to drum up a lot of business or you don't have those connections. We aren't drum up kind of sales guy kind of thing. We don't do that. All our stuff is through relationship uh, with our neighbors, our friends, our community and our radio community as well. In fact, uh, we appreciate everybody out there who's made us not just one of their friends or one of their broadcasters. Uh, but one of their favorite podcasts too. And we appreciate that. So anyway, if you're interested, reach out to Ron, Ron at windermere.com. That's Ron at windermere.com. You have to have your license and you have to be in the business for at least two years. All right. You have your license. You've been in the business for two years. Uh, just reach out to us, Ron at windermere.com. Everything is at ronanddon.com, the radio and the real estate. And if you're ready to sit down with us, it's easy. It's a 45 minute conversation. It's a cup of coffee. We have to send you, just part of our process, we're going to send you something. It takes about a cup of coffee to read. It's a buyer's playbook or a seller's playbook, and it just kind of lets you know everything about this journey that we're about to go on together. It's a 45-minute conversation online, and we'll all decide and find out if we're going to be good teammates. And then, boom, we put together a team, just like we did with Team Douglas, or boom, just like we did right now with Team Joan, or Boom, just like we're going to with my friend Carter, Team Carter, all right? Head up, shoulders back, you guys. We'll see you next time. And if you need us, again, everything's at ronanddon.com. In fact, you're listening to the Ron and Don Show right now. Brought to you by Les Schwab and Mitch.loans. Only on the Ron and Don Radio. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.